Welcome to the second mini episode of Deviant Women. I'm Alicia. And I'm Lauren. And we're here with Justin once again. Hello. Hi. How's it going? So today we're going to be talking about Serena Joy. So Serena Joy, who is she in this world? So Serena Joy, who in the Hulu version is played by Yvonne Strahovski. Tell me I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, that sounds good. So. <laughs> sounds good to me. Awesome. Uh, who is from Australia, am I correct? She's Australian. Yeah, she, yeah, she oh, is. Yeah, cool. You, you guys don't even know. See, I figured no, she, she is. Yeah, yeah, she is. Laura, Laura so, knows. You know, I think all the Australians know each other. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's we do. Yeah. yeah, we went to school together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she, let's talk about her in the book. In the book, she is portrayed sort of as a televangelist, mm. sort of preacher's wife kind of character. Yeah, gospel singer. Yeah. Right, singer and had a career as a singer and then kind of went on this uh was part of the pro-Gilead women should stay at home and you know have the quote-unquote traditional roles as family makers and homemakers and should not be out working or doing things of that sort. Kind of what we compared her to, and I don't know if the Australian audience would be familiar with this, but there was a woman who's actually from St. Louis, Phyllis Schlafly, who, while not quite as malicious, I guess, outwardly, that we know of, <laughs> outwardly. as this character, pretty much is spot on as far as the philosophy right. goes. Interesting. Yes, very, very vocal about women being homemakers and just being subservient to their husbands while also, you know, being out doing things and basically doing the opposite of what she talked about. Mm. So she would be the one. She So it's okay for her to go out and do all these speaking engagements and have all this stuff and have this life and this career uh, while also talking about how women shouldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Of course. And that's who Serena Joy is. Yes, that speaks to the vast majority of the people in Gilead, really. Yeah. uh, So Serena Joy in the show is portrayed more as uh, she was an author. Yeah, which I find really an interesting change to make her an author. Yeah, it was an interesting Mm. change to make her a writer. And so she is, I think, and this is a little bit of going out on a limb here, but I think that this is the best character of the show okay i'm gonna say i agree yeah i think that she is definitely one of the most interesting characters i'm really excited to talk about serena joy there are so many layers to the character yeah and the way yvonne strahovski performs and shows those layers is absolutely amazing if she does not win an award for this there's a crime (laughs) because it is one of the most outstanding performances you will see in pretty much anything because she she has to portray this as a woman who is in the society that she helped create. Yo. And what happens to her is that she basically doesn't get to reap any of the benefits. Mm. Yeah. And she is portrayed as having to be, you know, very uh, stern and proper and authoritative, which she does very well. But also on the inside, she is really wanting more yeah because in the flashbacks and things that are interesting and i don't remember enough from the book to know whether it was like this but she's definitely portrayed as the brains behind fred who is the commander yeah i think in the book there's Mm. still the sense that she's definitely she's got the smarts yeah and that's definitely how it is in the show as well so that makes it even more of a punch in the gut once she gets basically everything that they wanted and they take over 
Mm-hmm. And then she's kind of brushed to the side. Not so much by the commander, because you still get the sense that the commander realizes that she is more or less the brains of the operation as far as their marriage is concerned. But the rest of the men and the society that run things obviously will not allow for her to do really much of anything. Yeah, She uh, steps out here and there and in ways that come back to bite her somewhat later on. But she's portrayed as a strong but definitely, once again, flawed character with a lot of layers to her. Mm. And this is the thing that I really like is she is so complex. Like to me, Serena Joy represents the woman who has, this is a problematic word to use, but I think she's kind of a victim of the culture that she's been brought up in. She's the kind of woman who has been raised to inherently believe in these traditional gender roles and in the role of the very particular puritanical faith that she, they all seem to have, which we're not sure which version that is. So she represents this internalized misogyny that we see in a lot of these women, but that's the thing that makes her so interesting because I don't think that she's evil. It would be very easy to call her a wicked character because she does some terrible things. You know, she is very, at some points, abusive towards Offred. She is, again, very manipulative and she uses her authority sometimes in quite bad ways I think because this is the only power that she has and so sometimes she abuses that power but I think that if we really think about it we can understand why she does what she does and I think that she's actually really deeply unhappy (laughs) which I think you would be if you ended up in that situation yeah she's definitely you can tell very unhappy with like I said not being able to reap these benefits of this society that she helped create and I think there's a very great line I believe it's in the last episode where her and the commander are kind of having it out and she is looking at something and reading words which is obviously forbidden even for her even for the wives they can't read Mm, mm -hmm. and he looks at her and he says you know it's against the law and she says yeah I helped write it yeah (laughs) she was involved in the writing of the laws and yeah it's it's a tremendous scene this was a really interesting episode because again and that difference of making her an author so she wasn't just that spokeswoman for all of these values but literally put them in paper and published them and she so words were her job her livelihood and so that has been taken away from her and ironically it's that she was writing those laws and writing about these roles and I wonder if she realized how far they would take it you know I got the sense that she didn't realize quite the extreme position that women would be put in in this new regime yeah she couldn't have because if you're a writer why on earth would you write that you are not allowed to write? Yeah, like, yeah. obviously, clearly, she must have thought that it wasn't going and to apply a scene to her. When I just she... think that she didn't think that it was going to apply to the wives. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, She must have assumed it was only going to apply to others. Yeah. And then that's what's come back to kick yeah. her in the ass is that whole expectation that now I have to live by these rules. It's that whole thing of, well, I wasn't going to actually practice what I preached. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm going now to I have to. to. Exactly. And I think it was really interesting to see her when all of the men were gathering, all of the, you know, they're kind of planning this coup and they're writing all the laws that they're going to have in this new regime. And she goes with Fred and is sitting outside expecting to be invited in to take place in these discussions. And they're like, no, you cannot come in. And she's like, but wait, hang on, hang on, what? But I've always been part of this. I'm one of you guys. And, and, you know, and I think that's when it first dawns on her that it's been taken to that next level that she didn't expect. Or maybe she, again, yeah, she didn't expect the rules to apply to her. And she's like, oh, hang on, wait, I don't know if I like this anymore. And that's definitely, it's also kind of the point where you realize that she is the 
strong one in their relationship. And that's really the first time that you see the commander Fred at that time really in a backstory. And he's definitely portrayed as someone who is not assertive and not really doesn't have much of a backbone yeah. at all. And she is clearly the opposite. And she's very intelligent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He does not seem to be mm. the intellectual type, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of been the one thing we've wondered is how did Fred get here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's because of her. Like he's mentioning some political negotiations that are happening and she comments on them and says, well, you should do this. And you should. And he's like, yeah. I know what I'm doing. It's cool. You can shut up now. And again, ah. she's like probably always been advising him. And now he's playing by the rules as well. And he's like, no, this is no longer your place mm. to talk about mm -hmm. this stuff. Right. I believe the line is uh, we have good men working on it. That's the ah. line. Mm. Of course you do. So I suppose in this case then, so Serena's position does actually lead her to rebel in certain ways and to push back. In the novel, of course, she's responsible for organising for Offred and Nick mm. to get together. How does that play out in the show? That's the same. Uh, again, she's responsible for that. There's a really interesting scene where she's actually present when they're first. Yes. It sort of has this like hint of ceremony about it. It's not as ceremonious right. as the ceremony, but it's still a kind of very stilted like, yep, just do it. And she's like standing and kind of glancing at them. Yeah, Lauren, I wanted to see what you thought about that. So we had a debate on that because <laughs> in my opinion, the way it was shot, the way she did it and the way it was portrayed, I got the impression that it was her sneaking a peek at them because she definitely tries to look away, but then she keeps looking back. Mm. The other people on my show were like, well, I think that's just her trying to keep an eye on it. And I was like, I think she's there in an official capacity to keep an eye on them. I think that that is the role, again, that outward role that she's playing is she's like, I am the authority here and I am the one who is condoning this act. So I'm my presence is important in that sense, in that official sense. But I definitely think she's also sneaking a peek. And I think we need to remember, like, her relationship with the commander is nothing now. Like, they are clearly, in the sense of a romantic relationship and a sexual relationship, I think that's really just integrated with the commander. So I think she's probably quite starved for love and starved for affection. And I wouldn't be surprised if she was taking a peek and kind of enjoying that peak. Because again, in some of those flashbacks with the commander, we did see some of the physical aspects of their relationships. And, and it, it weirded me out that they stopped to pray before they had sex. I was like, okay, oh, they man, are right? really, really devout, but okay. Yes, that was the, the Bible verse foreplay. It was very yeah. bizarre. Oh. It's just like this frenzy, like, <laughs> like they're like about oh. to rip each other's That's clothes exactly. off. And then they have this really heated, like, prayer session before they get down to it which it makes sense in the context of their their world and their psychology but again we can see the passion that was there like she's accustomed to having a passionate physical relationship with the commander once upon a time and now that doesn't exist anymore so yeah i think that she probably was sneaking a peek at them and okay. maybe well, enjoying I, it okay. as well so i was right that's good that's what i wanted to hear well <laughs> <laughs> like, validate your opinion a little bit yeah and the other thing i think to remember about serena joy as well it particularly in the way that she treats offred and why she would you know break the rules like this to have her and nick hook up in the hopes of them getting pregnant is that her main motivation now is having a family because I think that she has nothing left. Yep. When you see that in the final episode, oh. and Lauren will know what I'm talking about without oh, giving away yeah. too much, they, they where took, she is basically yeah. more or less praying for a baby to happen. That's probably the point where, uh, not that all of the performances weren't amazing, but that in particular, her final episode 
performance as Serena Joy is it's amazing. Yeah. And that scene alone with her and Offred and the pregnancy test. It's brilliant. Is outstanding. Yeah. It's brilliant. And that really you really do see her kind of go through every layer yeah. of Serena Joy. I mean, I ultimately I do as much as I think that she does some horrible things, I feel a lot of empathy for her. I, I feel sorry for her because I really think she has nothing. This is her one hope for happiness is pinned on this child. Mm, see this is the ah. one thing that might bring back her relationship with her husband and she doesn't have any other function in society if she's not a mother everything else has been taken away from her she has nothing else to do you disagree justin it's really hard to empathize with her with what she does to all the people around her particularly offred especially in the last two episodes oh yeah i mean i don't condone her actions i think she acts horribly but I can understand the emotional core of that. Oh, for sure. I can understand her as a character more than I can empathize yeah. with her from an outside point of view. But this is the really important thing about having villainous characters is really understanding why they're motivated to do the horrible things that they do. And that's why I really like Serena Joy. She does horrible things, but I can understand why she does them. That's what's yep. really important about her. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting. Like every time that you bring her up, every time we talk about her, I always think of it like my favorite line from the book. And I know other people have talked about this is where they offer it as talking about her. And she says she doesn't make speeches anymore. She stays in her home, but it doesn't seem to agree with her. How furious she must be now that she's been taken at her word. <laughs> yes. And pretty much defines her as a character. And that's my favorite line in the whole book, because you can just picture her. You know, having created that standard that she didn't think was going to apply to her, and now she has to, you know, lie in the bed that she made, more or less. 